Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mid-East Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. The rapture is coming soon. Pastor J.D. talks about how the signs are all there and Jesus is returning soon. You need to be prepared for it. Are you right with Jesus? Is He your Lord and Savior? He will make everything right. You just need to take a step in faith and follow Him because He's returning soon. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on June 4th, 2023. When I got this email, I, I had to reread it a couple times because it was just stunning. Hello, Pastor JD. Just a curious note for you on geoengineering. Listen to this. My wife Diana and I watched Top Gun, the original movie, on Amazon Prime last night. It was free, so I wanted to see it in high def was interesting to see the sky wasn't very blue in some scenes. So we popped our DVD in from 1988. And sure enough, the sky was vivid blue, like it should be. We had heard Hollywood might change films to match the current skies as we see them now. Well, we have seen it for ourselves. The Top Gun film has been manipulated, as is the weather manipulated through geoengineering. Mankind's survivability is an indicator, one of many, that this is the last hour. This brings us to the third and final one, deception spiritually. I want to read 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, beginning in verse 9. The coming of the lawless one, speaking of the Antichrist, will be in accordance with the work of Satan displayed in all kinds of counterfeit miracles, signs, and wonders, and in every sort of evil that deceives those who are perishing. They perish because they refuse to love the truth and so be saved. For this reason, God sends them a powerful delusion so that they will believe the lie and so that all will be condemned who have not believed the truth but have delighted in wickedness delight in it. They're thrilled by it. They delight in it. In other words, 
the time of the end will be marked by this supernatural powerful delusion and deception in the realm of the spirit, the supernatural realm, spiritually, supernaturally, and it's going to be so deceptive. I truly do not know if it's possible to overstate just how important this one indicator in particular is. I mean, when you collectively add just the three that we're talking about today, you add this to the mix, if you will. How can you not come to the right conclusion that this is the last hour? The deception, the likes of which we've never seen before, nor will we ever see again. And interesting, it's under the banner of the Antichrist, because this is how John tells us we're going to know. We're going to know by way of the coming of the Antichrist and the many Antichrists, the Antichrist spirit will be pronounced and prevalent in the world. And it is. We need look no further than to the deception. And not just in the world, in the church. In the church. You know, here, here's why I emphasize that. Because and this is a misnomer. We had a bunch of misnomers last week, didn't we? I only have one today. So does that give you hope? Just one misnomer today. Here's the misnomer, Antichrist against Christ. It is. But the misnomer is, is that Antichrist, even more deceptively, is in the place of Christ in the place of Christ. That's an Antichrist. Now, now please delineate between the Antichrist and an Antichrist. Both of which, by the way, are alive and well today. Now, whenever I say that, I freak people out. Well, praise the Lord. I'm going to freak you out in Jesus' name. <laughs> He's alive today but he cannot be revealed until the church is removed. But he is alive and already behind the scenes, which is why we already kind of, we can already smell it. And we're going to talk more about that in verse 20 of 1 John chapter 2. Very interesting choice of words that John, by the Holy Spirit, writes when he says that you will have this anointing, this discerning of the Holy Spirit, and you'll know, you'll know the truth. You'll know. I mean, you, you've heard that expression, you just know that you know that you know. Wow, that's how you know? Yeah, you just know that you know that you know. Yeah, that's how you know? Wow, thanks a lot. That really helps me out a lot. How will I know? You'll just know that you know that you know. Well, thank God for the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit gives us the ability to know the truth. He leads us into all truth. So, (laughs) 
If that's truth, and it is, that the Antichrist even more deceptively is not just against Christ, but even in the place of Christ, and he is, and by the way, in the church today, Jesus has been replaced. It's Antichrist. In the place of Christ. Jesus isn't there. It's a different Christ. It's a different gospel. It's Antichrist. And it's so deceptive. So much so that you could almost argue stand alone that this advanced technology, yes. Mankind's survivability, yes. But spiritual deception, stand alone, can be the one, stand alone, the one determining, deciding factor that this is the last hour. Listen to Jesus. Matthew 24, verse 24. For false Christs in the place of Christ, antichrists, and false prophets. You know what false prophets and false teachers are? There's, they're teachers that teach false. That was really profound as well, right? Because you see, deceived people deceive people. And Jesus is saying that, here's the marker, the characteristic, the last hour, you're going to know it's the last hour, because in the last hour, you're going to have all of these antichrists, these false Christs, these false prophets, these false teachers, and they're going to rise and show great signs and wonders. Why? To deceive. Deceive. If possible, even the elect. I'm convinced that God interrupts and intervenes and shortens the day, not just for the sake of the survivability of mankind and humanity, but also because the deception will be so powerful that if He didn't interrupt it and even put a stop to it, it would deceive even his elect. Luke 21, verse 28. You know this verse. Jesus is speaking, and he says, when these things begin to take place, when it begins to come to pass, stand up and lift up your heads, the inference being you're, you're, you're downcast. Now you, you hold your head up and you lift your head up because your redemption is drawing near. But on Thursday night, we, uh, when we were partaking together of communion, there was something that I, I had not seen before and it just hit me. And it, and it was such a game changer. You know the Israelites, that 10th plague, the Passover lamb, 
They had to have the blood of the lamb on the doorposts of their house, so the angel of death would pass over, in the shape of a cross, by the way. But they also had to eat of the lamb, the body. But they also had to be ready because God was going to get them out quick. I, 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 I guess I, I knew it. I've taught through it. But it didn't hit me until I was preparing for Thursday. And you know how it is when you're in the Word of God and that, that, that light bulb goes off, you're just going, whoa! You know, the chicken skin, goosebumps for those of you on the mainland. I mean, whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> Ten plagues. I, I want out. I, I was sharing Thursday night. The second plague. I want out. Because that was the frogs. Not frogs, but the frogs. I would have taken that very personally. I want out after number two. We still got eight to go. Ten comes around. This is the biggie. The last one. And you're going to be safe and saved if you have the blood of the lamb on the doorposts of your house and you eat of the body of the lamb. But that's not all. Get ready because, and if you go back and read the narrative, it is very detailed about how quickly he got them out. uh, Get ready because I'm getting you out. And that's what he's saying to us. I'm, I'm getting you out. Get ready. You have the blood of the lamb, the body of the lamb, the bread, the cup. You have the, you're saved by the power of the blood of the lamb, the lamb of God, the Passover lamb. You're saved. Saved from what? <laughs> we say, I'm saved. Wait, what are you saved from? Hell for eternity? He's saving me and taking me out of this lost and dying Christ-rejecting world. Get ready, because I'm getting you out. Lift up your head. You don't need to pack any bags either. You don't have to worry about paying the rent either, by the way. (laughs) I'm getting you out. The hour has come. I'll bring it in for a close. Again, please may I just kindly ask that you study God's Word for yourself. See what if I'm teaching you is true, specifically about this being the end in this, the last hour. I want to encourage you and even reassure you that if you do, it will renew your hope. And whatever it is that you're going through, it will change everything for you. I know many of you are really struggling and really hurting and going through intense trials. And the pain is so deep. I really want to encourage you because God's going to get you out. God's going to get you out. He's going to do it quickly. He's not going to delay. This is the last hour. And today, 
is the day of salvation. And this is why I want to end with the gospel and the ABCs of salvation. The gospel is simply good news. (laughs) Your debt, your penalty, your death penalty has been paid by another and you're free to go. What are the ABCs? Just a, a simple way to share the gospel with someone, should the Lord ever give you the profound privilege of doing so. And it's really kind of a progression. It's not a formula. But it always has to start with the realization that I've sinned. And acknowledging and admitting that I've sinned against God and I need the Savior. And that's when the Holy Spirit comes. When you see yourself as God sees you in the perfect mirror of His law. And then here comes the Holy Spirit to take you by the hand like a school uh, tutor to the Savior. Romans 3.10 says, there is no one righteous, not even one. None are good, save one, Jesus the Christ. In other words, you can't be good enough to go to heaven. In fact, there's going to be a lot of very, very bad people in heaven, and I'll be at the front of that line. And don't, you'll be right behind me, actually. You have a reserved position, uh, spot right behind me. There'll be a lot of bad people in heaven, a lot of good people in hell, sad to say. That's not the litmus test by which you're allowed entrance into the kingdom of God. We're saved by grace through faith, not of works. It's not anything we do, it's the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Romans 3.23 tells us that all have sinned. We were all born sinners, which is why we must be born again. We've all sinned and fall short of the glory of God, which is actually what the word sin means. It means missing the mark. It's an archery term. You, you missed the bullseye. You fell short. You sinned. We've all fallen short of God's perfect standard of righteousness. And Romans 6.23, which I see as the and you'll forgive the courtroom analogy, but it's the sentencing phase. You've already been found guilty, and you are, <laughs> because we've all sinned. So now comes the sentencing. And what's the sentence? Well, it's the death sentence. The wages of sin is death. But, and here's the good news, the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's the A. Here's the B. And this is so central. In fact, it's so simple. It's even simpler than ABC. It's really as simple as B. Leave. In your heart. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever would believe would not perish but have everlasting life. Romans 10 9 and 10 says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. And then lastly, the C, and this comes as a result of believing in your heart, the expression of calling upon the name of the Lord. Romans 10, 9 and 10 also says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And then lastly, Romans 10, 13, 
I mean, it's just so simple. It can be summed up in one sentence. All who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Call on Him today. Believe in Him today. It is the most important decision of your life for eternal life. We are entering into a time, I believe, and this is not a prophetic word, but we are entering into a time that in this last hour will be unthinkable and the likes of which we've never before seen in our lifetime, certainly. And I implore you, if you're not right with the Lord, you need to get right with the Lord today and do not delay. I selected today's But God testimony, sensing that it would be of great encouragement to the many parents, even grandparents, who pray for their sons and daughters and grandchildren. J.D., some years ago, I asked you to pray for my daughter, who at the time was living in that state, She was my prodigal, and I wept for her and her two girls. One of her sisters led her to saving faith in Christ, and now she's back with her daughters. Thank you for praying on my behalf. God is so good. Shalom and amen. Lord, thank you. Will you, Lord, as only you can, now take this that we've seen and heard here in your word, and by the Holy Spirit begin that process of blessing it to our hearts, the application of it to our lives. And Lord, do so because of your infinite love for us, and your desire for us to be encouraged and have hope and to place our hope in you and to not be downcast and in despair, but to look up. Lord, thank you that this is our hope. This is what we have to look forward to. And it's not in the even not so distant future. It's now. So let that do its intended work in our hearts of strengthening us and encouraging us and renewing the hope in us as we navigate our way through this very dark and getting darker world, (laughs) this evil world. Lord, we have the blood of the Lamb on the doorposts of the heart of our lives. We've partaken of the body. We've partaken of you, Lord. We're saved by the the Lamb of God. You're the Lamb of God, Jesus. And so like with the Israelites, we're ready to go. Quickly. So Jesus, Maranatha, come quickly. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to a Prophecy Update with Pastor J.D. Farag on In Spirit and Truth. Thanks for tuning in to study the Word of God. 
as you continue to learn about the things that are happening all around us and how that relates to the Bible, take some time to pray for this nation and for the world as a whole. How all the details will play out is still unknown, but God treasures the prayers that are offered on behalf of His people and the world around them. Continue to delve deep into God's Word on your own and gain some useful insight about these things in addition to what you hear from Pastor J.D. Are there some things that you heard today that really touched home in your heart that you'd appreciate some prayer over? We'd be honored to pray for you. Let us know what those requests are by going to jdfarag.org and then fill out the form under contact. Once again, that website is jdfarag.org. You can also find us on social media. You'll find links to Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube on our website. And we encourage you to follow them so you can stay up to date with all that's happening at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe and in spirit and truth. If you're wanting to access these things on the go, we have a mobile app that's available for iPhone and Android users. Just look under the resources tab. That's all we have time for today, but thanks for joining us. We look forward to our next edition where you'll get the opportunity to hear more insightful things about the days that we're living in and how that intersects with what's been predicted in the Bible. Join us again here on In Spirit and Truth.